take a moment and pray. Father, we thank you that, Lord, you continue to meet us no matter where we are. Thank you for meeting us this evening. In this time, Lord, as we seek you, we seek the things that you want to do and accomplish. So, Holy Spirit, we ask that you continue to interrupt our plans for your plan. That you continue to speak, Lord, uh, because we want to hear for all that you want to do and all that you want to accomplish in this moment, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to share a little bit with you tonight a little message on hope. We call you a little hope, amen? A hope that doesn't disappoint us. And first thing we got to probably ask ourselves is, what is hope? What is it? And why is hope so important to our Christian walk? What is it about hope that is so important? And I want to share a little bit with you about that because I think there's a difference in our understanding of what hope means. See, most people would understand hope to be more like a wish. It's things we wish for. We'll say, I hope I win the lottery. Right? You're probably praying and hoping you win the lottery. The truth is, Statistically, you have a better chance of getting struck by lightning than winning the lottery. A new statistic I heard was you have a better chance of going to the moon than winning the lottery. But we say, oh, I hope I win the lottery. Or, or, or I hope I get more likes through my social media. Or I hope my boss gives me that raise that I want. Or I, I hope I, miss, I, I get to meet the person of my dreams. Or for those of you who hope, I hope the Jets will win a game this year. You know? And that might be praying as well. But, but we have this thing with hope, and it's probably more like a wish than our understanding. When we use hope as a wish, the outcome is unlikely. That's reality. And this kind of hope is a strength that comes from within our personal desires. That's where that hope comes from. It's from my personal desires for that hope. I was thinking of other realistic things maybe that we hoped for, and I remember driving my very first cars in the beginning of in high school. And maybe you know this kind of hope. I hope my car starts. <laughs> you know, I hope my uh, radiator doesn't overheat again. The, of the, and we would use that word, and, and, and the truth is that's something that's coming from within, and, 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 and that kind of hope that we might think is a wish will always disappoint. It will always disappoint us. And in chapter 7 of uh, Job, Job cries out in his, his, in his suffering that he's comfortless, he cries out in all of chapter 7, and, and, and generally in suffering there is comfortless, and none of us have endured what Job's endured. And he cries out in the midst of that suffering, but it, it, the, the following chapter in chapter 8, his buddy Bildad basically rebukes him. He rebukes him, and he says this in Job chapter 8, verse 13. He basically, he, he says this to him, he says, those who forget God have no hope. It goes on to say, their hope will perish. Those who forget God have no hope. Those who forget God are basically hopeless. And, and it will perish. 
See, hope is this confident expectation of what God has promised, and its strength is in his faithfulness. That's where that strength comes from. The strength comes through his faithfulness. And often we think of hope, you can think of being optimistic. And I'm a pretty optimistic person. I'm a silver lining, cup half full, optimistic kind of person. But, but optimism is what you can control. Hope is about losing control and trusting God. And, and we try to approach that hope opti- optimistically or, or, or wish things into happening, but the truth is that hope is we have to let go. We have to let go. It's not something that's going to come from within. Now, in Romans chapter 5, verse 5, Paul speaks about hope, and he says this, Now hope does not what? Disappoint. Because the love of God has been poured out into our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. That that our hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out. The love of God has been poured out. And our hope as believers in Jesus Christ is the future glory within God. Our hope is an eternal hope. And that's where it begins that's where we begin to understand that our hope is God and it's his, his faithfulness. And as he's continuing to be faithful in our lives and meeting us in that place, that we begin to understand there's this eternal life that he wants to see to come to completion in our life. And that's what we begin to hope for. That's where we put our hope in, in him. And our hope is, is something that's based on God's love for us. That's where it begins. It will not disappoint if we understand his love. And that we'll understand that he meets us. And that hope is fulfilled in that love that he has for us. But it's fulfilled through promises that he gives us. And the promises that he gives us are that hope doesn't come from a strength from within. It's not something I can conjure up or wish up enough. It's just not going to happen. I'm not going to find that hope. And often when I've tried to do it from within, I've come up hopeless. It's disappointed. Or people I've put my hope in. And I've come up disappointed. But I have to change my understanding. Hope is waiting on the Lord with an eager expectation and certainty. See, it's a certainty to our hope and understanding. And, and there's an eager expectation for the future of what, what he's promised and what he's doing. That, that we have this expectant faith to put our hope in the Lord. Why do we put our hope in the Lord? Because he loves us. Because he first loved us. So we then put our hope in him. And our hope is an active thing, not a passive thing. Our hope is based on God's promises to us. That's where our hope comes from. And we have to get a greater understanding because when we're putting our hope in the wrong place, it will always disappoint. And we continue to do so. And I'm always amazed how quickly we will put hope in people, hope in all these different things, and we choose to put our hope in him last. Yet we've come up empty in all those other areas in our life. And we continue to come up empty. And I I remember early on uh, in my journey of just trying to discover who God was and what he'd want for my life. And man, I'd try anything to find, just to grab hold of some of this hope that I've heard about. And the last place that I would look was the place where I would have found it, which was in him. 
It's like I would try everything else before I would try that. It amazes me. But that becomes part of the journey because our practice has been hoping in other things, not hoping in the Lord, not putting that trust in the Lord first. But when I recognize that it's his love that's poured out, that, that his love is for us, that meets us no matter where we're at, and that his love does not disappoint us. It's a hope that, that we won't be disappointed on. But we have to practice some things in that hope, that what does it look like in God's promises? What does it look like for those who are waiting upon the Lord? That we're waiting upon the Lord, that he's going to renew that strength within us because our hope is in him. That there's something that he's doing in the here and now. And the reality is that I can't allow his hope to be activated in my life if I'm putting it in somewhere else. It's just like, well, in a way, that you know, if you take the money you have and stick it under your mattress, nothing's going to happen to it except stay under your mattress. But there's something in the future that we know that we hold dear is that promise that he makes to us and that we have to put our hope in him knowing what he's doing, knowing what he will fulfill in our lives, what his promise is to us. And, and God's promise to us is that if we choose him, then he will be our refuge. He will be our strength. He will be our fortress. He will be our strong tower. Now, I don't know anything else in your life that you could put your hope in that can compete to that or can compare to that very thing. We have to be reminded of where that hope comes from. It comes from him. It comes from the promises he makes to us. And, and part of our response to that hope of what it means is that we're called to abide in him. And when we abide in the Lord, what we do is we align our life to him. That, that the word really means to be grafted in. That we come into this relationship with God and we're made into this new creation and we're transformed as a result of what he's done for us that we recognize that, that he makes us whole in him, that his righteousness becomes alive in our life, and that we now begin to live a different life, a new life in him. And in that new life, we're called to come and abide in that relationship, to connect our lives in such a way that we're aligning our lives to him. And then when we align our lives to him, we're called to obey the things that he's called us to do. That's part of love, that is followed by that obedience and the things that he calls us. And then we could begin to live out our hope in him and his promises. But if my life's not aligned in him, I have no hope. If, if my hope is in other places, then, then I'm out of line. It's kind of like when you drive your car down the road and you begin to realize that, that you need an alignment because it's going like this. Or, or, or it begins to go into the, you know, two lanes over just for a second because you've got to hold it back. But that's how our lives are like when we don't have Christ in our life, that it's, it's not aligned, it, that we're not grafted into that relationship, that where our hope comes from, and that we have to get in alignment. Straighten out what, what that looks like, and I begin to align my life in him and who he is. And it'll be based on these promises. See, when we have hope in Christ, it turns our fear into faith. Nothing else will do that. It'll turn your panic into prayer. And it'll turn your worry into worship. Now, if you're fearful and, you, you know, there's panic in your life and there's worry in your life, it comes back to where is my hope? And am I hoping in those things that will not happen, will not complete what I'm looking for unless I know him, unless I know what he's going to do in my life and through my life? See, this hope comes from those who believe in Jesus. 
And they believe that his promises are eternal. It's an eternal life for his promise. And we have to remember, it's Christ in you is the hope of glory. It's Christ in you. So part of this is kind of how do we evaluate? And maybe it's looking at things in my life that I've, I've made into wishes that I, I need to transfer over and realize God has this certainty in him and this hope that comes from a result of who he is and what he's done. It's a hope that comes from his faithfulness to me. Do you know God was faithful to you before you were faithful? That he, he was willing to meet you no matter where you were in your life at that point of your life, and he was faithful to you. The response is, how do I be faithful to him? How do I abide? How do I align my life? Well, the, the first thing I'm going to have to do is surrender some things and begin to recognize that I need to put my life in order in that relationship with who he is, not in the other things, not in the other areas of my life, that that strength comes from him, that that strength in him winds up for what he's done in my life that brings me hope. Then I begin to understand. And the truth is, before I knew Christ and surrendered my life, I was hopeless. And I've tried all these other things that would fill that gap in my life, and nothing would fill it. There's just nothing. And the truth is, we'll keep trying. And it's amazing how we'll go through that process and pattern and leave that for last. And the reason that we go through all those processes of filling that place to find hope and trying all those things, because it's actually out of that very place of desperation that we begin to find hope. See, those who've turned their back on God are hopeless. Those who don't know God are hopeless. Yet Jesus came to bring us hope. A hope that was eternal as a result of who he is and what he's done for our life. And if my life is out of alignment, I've got to look and say, where am I putting my hope? What is my hope in? Is my hope in man or is my hope in God? Is my hope in that relationship with Christ through his strength and what he's done in my life? Am I allowing him to be that hope in my life, to do the very things that he wants to do in my life? We'll always come back to that place. So if we're struggling with a place of fear or anxiousness or, or, or we have worry that is taken over in our life, what we've got to ask ourselves is, what am I putting my hope in? In what ways am I hoping that those things will either resolve themselves or I'll move on to another place to try and fill that very need I have? But it's when we surrender and begin to allow him to take control, begin not to be the optimistic one who's hoping to do it in my own strength, but walking out hope, which is surrendering and trusting that his plan and his promises are greater than I could ever understand or imagine. And that there, there are things that will be fulfilled for now and for all eternity. And that's a place that we want to put our hope in. That's the place that we want to begin to align our lives in that relationship first. And when we begin to put our hope there first, it resolves all other things. It's in that place that we begin to realize that, that he's in control of the next thing to come and that I just have to put my hope in him. And the rest will be complete. The rest will be fulfilled as a result of that relationship of who he is and what he's done. This hope comes to those who believe in Jesus. Those who understand who he is and what he's done. Those who surrender. 
And then those who know that he's made a promise to give us an eternal life for what he's done for us. That's where we're called to place our hope. Now this weekend, I'm going to continue in this message of hope. But part of it is I'm going to also talk about the seven promises that God gives to us as a result of what we can hope in. And there's promises for you and I that, that matter of fact, in the scriptures, there's over 7,000 promises that God has made. And that we've got to recognize that those promises that he's made for us and that, that, that that's where we're putting our trust and that's where we're putting our hope in what he's doing now and what he'll do that's eternal in our lives. Amen? Just close your eyes and let's pray. Father, I want to pray right now for those who might be just experiencing that hopelessness, Lord. And Lord, they're turning towards you, not away from you. And you're sitting here right now or you're at home and you're just filled with anxiety, filled with fear. The Lord wants to come into your life in a way to bring hope that like you've never had before, a transforming hope, a hope that is certain. But what I want you to do right now is just maybe lay down those things, those, those other areas in your life that you've put your hope in and say, Lord, I didn't put my hope in you first. Now allow him to begin to fill that place in your life. Lord, I pray right now that we would discover hope in a new way, that we'd be renewed as a result of that hope of who you are. Lord, I pray that uh, as we continue to meet you each and every day, Lord, that our hope would grow, our expectations would grow based on the promises that you've made to us. Father, I break a spirit of hopelessness in those who are just being deceived. Renew us, I pray. Now, I just want to give you a moment to respond to that relationship, to where you could put your hope in. And it's recognizing who Christ is and what he's done. And what has to happen is that I can't do it in my own strength. That's the hope that disappoints. But in his strength, all things are possible. So I've got to take count and say, Lord, I, I surrender. And Lord, I need you to come into my life fully, wholly. And then as a result of that, we become transformed. And if you don't know him that way, you've got to invite him into your life that way. Everyone has to come to a moment in their life and make that decision. Who's in control? And I can tell you by surrendering your life, you'll find more direction and purpose than you ever knew you could have in your life as a result of who he is and what he's done. So if you want to know him that way, be in that relationship with him that way, I just want you to pray with me. I want you to ask him in your life that way. Make Jesus your hope today. Just ask him, say, say Lord, if, if you want to know him that way, if you're watching online, you're here, just ask him, pray this prayer. Say, Lord Jesus, I need you. I thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. I open the door of my heart, and I ask you to come in. 
Take control of my life and make me the person you want me to be. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you pray with me in person or online, we want to help you on your pathway of discipleship. So online, you can click a button on our campus. Let us know if you're on another platform. Uh, you can go to intercessorchurch.com and you can contact us. If you're here in person on the way out, just see a host and say, you know, I pray to ask the Lord in my life that way. And what we want to do is get you on that pathway of discipleship so you can grow and be strengthened in that relationship that he desires to have with you and give you that good direction and the things that Lord wants to accomplish and do. Amen? going to take a moment right now and we're just going to enter to a few minutes of prayer there's many things that we can pray about but for each of us we have some need maybe on our in our hearts or minds or some things that are going on in our life and you just need to come before the lord right now and so i want to invite you right now in this place in this holy moment to ask the lord maybe pray in a way you haven't prayed it doesn't have to be out loud. He hears you. Pray a bold prayer and say, Lord, invade my life. Holy Spirit, move in my life in a new way. Interrupt my plan for your plan today. Maybe it's a prayer of laying down struggles or things that we've tried to do in our own strength. Begin to lay those things down right now. Allow the Lord to pick them up for you. Lord, we pray for relationships that are, are just broken. And Lord, particularly in marriages right now, we ask, Father, that you would come and bring unity within the families, unity, Lord, within marriages, unity within relationships with siblings and, and, and other family members. Lord, bring unity to us and our neighbors. Lord, bring unity to our neighborhoods, Lord, to our communities. Lord, help us where we've sowed seeds of discord. Forgive us. Let us, Lord, show our love for one another to the world, Lord. So unify us, we pray. Strengthen us, we pray, Lord, right now. Forgive us, Lord, we pray. Father, we pray for those who just are lost and maybe addiction right now that they're dealing with some kind of stronghold in their life and they need to be set free father we ask right now that you would break that bondage that stronghold that addiction in their life that you would just come right now and release them from it lord that you put around them those who will begin to guide them and direct them that lord they can have this newfound freedom lord break those chains we pray right now Maybe there's someone in, in your family, a, a friend, a neighbor, a, a loved one who's just in the throes of addiction right now. Just begin to pray for them right now. Just lift their names up right now. Set them free, we pray, Lord Jesus. Set them free right now, we pray, Lord Jesus. Set them free. Father, we pray for those with mental illness, and uh, Lord, that are just struggling right now. Father, be the peace in their life and bring clarity, we pray. Heal them now, we pray. For those 
who are dealing with depression, Lord. Let them know that, that there's no need to feel hopeless, but that you are their hope. Release them, Lord, from that weight and that burden. Release them now, we pray. Thank you, Lord. Father, we pray for those around us who are sick and suffering right now. Those who need a healing touch. Those who are terminal, Lord, in their sickness. Those, Lord, who are just meeting an affliction right now in their life and those around us. Lord, we begin to lift those people to you and say, Holy Spirit, heal them. Bring your healing touch to their life now, we pray. Father, we pray for our doctors and researchers and scientists who are looking for a vaccine to come up with a vaccine for COVID. Lord, give them the knowledge and wisdom they need, Father, that you would rid this earth of this virus. Pray for those who work faithfully on those front lines, those who are doctors and nurses and administrators and, uh, Lord, those who continue to... Um, have responsibilities and interact with people each and every day that your protection would be upon them, we pray. Thank you, Lord. Now for those who are watching and for you sitting here, Lord, I pray that you just touch whatever need they might have right now in their life. Holy Spirit, come and renew them. May they know a peace that surpasses all understanding. Lord, a peace that will guard them. A peace that will keep them in the knowledge and love of you. And I ask this in Jesus' name.